Let's think through those arguments with Jonathan Portes, Professor of Economics and Public Policy at King's College London, former Chief Economist at the DWP. And Jonathan, I know you have, in your own head, been agonising with what the right approach here is. And what, what, what are the arguments on each side? Um, well, the reason for the furlough scheme was to um, you know, preserve what we might call job matching capital, the value to an employer and an employee of having found a job match uh, that is productive and that works for both sides. And you don't want, because of a what's hopefully a temporary situation, the health restriction, health related restrictions we've had to sort of throw that away. It's a loss to the economy mm. um, and it would be a loss to the economy if viable businesses um, went down as well. But on the other hand, you also don't want to pay people to sit around effectively doing nothing for too long because um, what we call their human capital, their skills, their uh, um, their ability to work in, in that job or other jobs will uh, will fade. And also it's a length of time during which they're not retraining for another job or another type of occupation or looking for another job, perhaps in a, a growing sector. So at some point, it seems to me, those trade-offs sort of flip over. I think the furlough scheme was absolutely the right thing to do when we thought this was a um, a short-term, temporary, very specific hit to certain sectors. But as things go on, we also have to move into this next phase where perhaps much more of our support ought to be concentrated on helping people find new jobs, right. perhaps with new firms and new sectors. Right. And and there are, there are sectors that are expanding, obviously, as the world adjusts to life with COVID. Am I assuming that the longer one thinks the kind of social distancing life we're leading at the moment goes on, the longer it is before businesses like Gara's that we just, we're just talking to, that the less sense it makes to keep the furlough system if, as, as your main basis? That, you you know, if it's a matter of three or four months, you do. If it's a matter of two or three years, you don't. Um, that's right. I mean, if you look at where some of the big job losses have been announced over the uh, the last month or so, um, I, Pizza Express and Pizza Hut in the last few days, uh, retail, for example, um, do we really want people employed in those sectors? Do we want the state to be subsidising them to, or their, or the firms that employ them to um, not work or not work very much, as opposed to finding ways of retraining them um, and giving them opportunities in, in new sectors. And I, I know this sounds slightly callous and cruel, but you know, reallocation between jobs and sectors, reallocation of, of capital, both human capital and uh, business capital, is a necessary part of a right. capitalist economy. And if you hold it up too much, that does damage productivity and it does damage individuals as well. But the counter argument would be most of these people are not going to find a job because although there are growing sectors, there may be demand for more van drivers to deliver things. There aren't going to be nearly enough of those to soak everybody up. So the state is going to be employing people. Uh, sorry, the state is going to be supporting people, whether it's through a furlough scheme or whether it's through income support of some kind. Um, I think that's maybe a bit too pessimistic because that sort of assumes that there are some constraints on what the state can do or how many people it can employ or find employment for directly or indirectly one way or another. And that is not a constraint that is imposed by the virus. Um, I you know, happen to be at a very large hospital in northwest London today, um, which was built in the 1950s or 1960s. Um, Boris Johnson, as we know, announced 
£5 billion for a so-called New Deal a few weeks ago, which turned out not to be new money at all. Um, you could spend several billion pounds on that hospital alone, turning it into a modern uh, facility fit for the 21st century. And that's just one example. There is a, lots of useful stuff we could do in this country. We could you know, invest and train people to work in social care, for example. Um, so I don't think we should necessarily accept that there's some sort of constraint imposed by the virus on shifting people from sectors which, at least for the short to medium term, aren't going to be employing as many people to sectors that, that hopefully are. Jonathan, thanks so much. Jonathan Portes. 